Hey everybody, it's the Way of Rock Podcast, episode 31 with Jeff and Jack. How you doing, Jack? I'm doing mighty fine. We are... Not on video. Because we are not on video. There's no video component this time because we are back in the old studio in person and live. Back in the Way of Rock headquarters. Not live to the listener, but live, but yeah. live for us. In now, person live. You might not have an answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it. Do you have a plan to uh, say over the winter whenever I'm home the entire time to transform some type of in real life video i do but your visit is brief yes so i didn't have time to get that going okay i was just curious if you had uh, something up your sleeve I thought about doing another zoom recording but i figured hey as long as we're here we might as well get good audio use the real mics yes the real and, mics and do it right although i am sending you back with a podcast kit a podcasting kit so you can now for those of you who are audio nerds out there, we like to use Shure SM58 mics. Yes. That is our mic of choice. I know that's not the mic of choice for a lot of podcasts now. Everybody uses the the fancy USB, you know, cool looking mics, but I'm a little bit old school with my audio and I like the Shure SM58. Now we are this time using a lesser mixer, so we don't necessarily have the the good tweaking that I like. But I might take care of that in post. In post. So, now that we have completely driven away our three listeners, <laughs> it is episode 31 of the Way of Rock podcast, and it is sponsored by Anchor.fm, which is a website and an app that you can make your own podcast. You can record it, upload it to the website or to the app, or you can just record straight into the app. Did you know that? I have. Yeah, you can just open the app up and hit the button. Record your podcast directly into it. And there's podcasts that do that. Like, we like to use the mics that I like to use. But you don't even have to do that. You can just sit at a picnic table with an iPhone or whatever phones that aren't iPhones are called and push the button, record your podcast. When you're done, you upload it, and then they do the rest. They find you the distribution. They find sponsors. Easy as that. Um, You're not impressed. I'm not. Well, I am, because but I've heard this uh, 31 times because uh, you give the same. Yes, the same but little spiel. there might be new listeners. Yes, that there is. Haven't. I know. I'm just saying it's not new to me. Theater of the mind. Jack. I understand. Uh, listen, but uh, you reminded me of a funny joke I saw on the internet one time. Are you aware of the uh, Twitter account Freezing Cold Takes? I am not. Okay, so basically, the, they um, predominantly they, whenever a big moment happens in sports, they find all the people that like said there's no chance of that happening and they repost them but the guy who ran it um he posted a repost the other day and it was a facebook post that he made in like 2008 and he was like i'm jumping on team blackberry the phone of the future (laughs) and then he he was like this one is me um i accept defeat because as we know the blackberry did not become the phone of the future i still know somebody that not only uses but swears by their blackberry do they They still make them are they like um i imagine they're smartphone-ish right his is a is a smartphone yeah it looks like a like a knockoff iphone like every other smartphone that's (laughs) out there now um and it you know it does all of the things that that a smartphone would do but it it's a blackberry does it have the cool little ball it doesn't i remember uh when you had a blackberry it had that one game that i like to play what is that pong or one of those games where something basic where it's where that's it, no, not quite pong. Where it's the uh, the bricks and you move the ball to hit the bricks and you uh, try yes. to beat all the bricks and it had that. But you use the Tetris. No, not Tetris. 
I would have known Tetris. It's the one where you have the little sliding uh, paddle almost at the bottom. Okay. And there's a ball bouncing back and forth. Uh, and your goal is to destroy, destroy all the bricks the, yeah, with the ball. And you, I, don't, I don't know the name of that. It's like a mix of Pong, but it's not quite Pong. I see you've taken us right down another one of your rabbit holes. Enough of Blackberry talk. <laughs> the way of the Blackberry. The way of Blackberry podcast. Yeah, they're still out there. Interesting. You can still get yourself a Blackberry. He swears by the security of it. I don't know if there's anything to that, but I know Apple is like renowned for their security, so I don't know the resistance to the iPhone for a blackberry but you can send your angry emails to it's the way of gmail.com and defend your non-iphone phones we'll be happy to read those <laughs> so anyway anchor.fm it's absolutely free go out there start a podcast you can do it too if we can do it obviously anybody can do it yes we can <laughs> yes agreed we're gonna have to edit out this entire beginning <laughs> just start fresh also, if you go to our website, it's thewayofrock.com, you can find t-shirts. T-shirts. And we've got the Rock Crew t-shirt up there. It's $25. It's got kind of the, the cool uh, weathered artwork. It's got the Way of Rock logo on it, and then on the back of it, it says crew. So it looks like you're part of our, our local stage crew. If this were a live show, and you had on one of those The Way of Rock podcast crew shirts, people would just think you were part of our crew. Yes. And... um necessarily you don't shouldn't try it but i'm sure you could uh knowing the security of uh getting backstage if you had you just walk back in it says crew on it true wear these to a live show and see if you can just walk backstage (laughs) in it report back to us if it works i feel like uh there should be a don't actually do that um the way of rock is not uh (laughs) does does not condone trying (laughs) to sneak backstage at live shows it's okay because there are no live shows right now that is true so so, as you alluded to earlier, there is no video component to this no video podcast. Component. But you can still go to our YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash YouTube.com slash It's the Way of Rock. I believe it's how you get to it. Just type in It's the Way of Rock, you'll find it. And you can find all of our previously uploaded video podcasts up there. But more importantly, subscribe because when we do get back to the video component, we need some subscribers. Yes. So. Go to YouTube.com, It's the Way of Rock, and just hit subscribe. And I'm going to yell at YouTube for a second here, not yeah. to uh, anger our newest our uh, newest uh, platform, but YouTube did go ahead and decide to stop sending email notifications for their uh, subscribers. So if you are subscribed to someone, they upload a video, you used to get an email about it, um, and you don't do that anymore. So what you kind of have to do is you, but you can set up notifications on your phone. And I know you personally hate the notifications on your phone. I do. But I don't know if any of the other, uh, not only do I hate notifications, I hate all of these apps constantly badgering me to turn on notifications. It's funny. Okay. Um, there's another rabbit hole that I'm going to briefly go down, uh, right after I get to this, but uh, yeah, turn on your, you, uh, phone notifications so whenever there's a way of rock episode uploaded you get your uh, notification you get all excited you get to watch it on the youtube or you just use it then you go to the your spotify or your itunes wherever you listen to but um have you i doubt you have have you watched the documentary what's it called it's um about technology i can't remember what it's called the uh, social, dilemma? The social dilemma yes i have it's is, very good it it it, it was funny because um literally as i was watching it because I had to watch it for a school assignment, 
So I'm watching it and I'm not on my phone during it. And then all those like extra notifications kind of like popped up and I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, the whole time I was watching it, I, I almost had the feeling that I have outsmarted big technology because I don't use notifications. I don't get sucked into arguments on social media. And so I, I just don't play their game. At the very end of that film, one of the guys said, he says, uh, don't, don't watch the video that YouTube recommends for you. And as you know, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I refuse to play the, the game of, of these companies. But I've, yeah, definitely notifications. And I've hated, I've hated notifications way before smartphones or any of that. I, I remember my very first car was one of the first years that they'd put the seatbelt oh, ding yeah. on there. And if you don't put your seatbelt on, then your car dings at you. Well, back then, you used to be able to just reach under the dash or under the seat, wherever it might have been, and just disconnect a fuse. That put an end to that notification mm-hmm. right away. That was one of the first things I did with that car. Because not that I'm not anti-seatbelt, I just don't need a bell to tell me to do it. Uh, I, uh, yeah. You can't do that with cars now. You just have to play their game because they, you, you disconnect the seatbelt ding, and then suddenly your transmission doesn't work or <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah, you got you to gotta put up with a certain amount of notifications. But I do, as a rule, hate notifications. That's fair. I don't like buzzes. I don't like dings. And I don't like little dots popping up on my phone. <laughs> I, I, I don't like to be bothered with that stuff. But I think our listeners should be. I'm very hypocritical in that sense. Everybody set a notification, like Jack said, to know when we have uploaded a new episode. So. So now that we've waged war on almost everything. <laughs> um. We haven't been able to get together and, and do this. We're always under some time constraint because the, the Zoom meeting is going to end. Or, That's true. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to, to get that stuff to work before the internet craps out. Or See, now we're doing it old school. It's just two mics, a mixer, and a, and a recorder. Yes. So, yeah, there's been a ton, the ton, just an onslaught of new music come out this, this entire year, really. There has been. Hold on. Let me uh, pull up Alter Bridge for our first topic here because Alter Bridge has stuff on the way now it's not quite an album so they've got an ep coming out correctly um i believe so uh i don't necessarily know what the official title of it would be whether it's ep or not i think it's an ep it it comes out a lot comes out in a couple of days here so by the time this is uploaded it'll either be out or it'll be out like the next day i don't know how to uh advance there we go um so it, it is it's something that bands are starting to do this now. It's see, that looks like a full release. Well, it's the um, "Walk the Sky" was the album they released last year. And right. It's a 2.0 slash deluxe version. So it's like live um, versions. So yeah, they have this new song, "Last Rites," which we um, what we're going to talk about. But they also have a couple live versions, and I'm um, off the top of my head, I don't know the exact track listing. Let me pull up the other album to see if, how many tracks that is. See if there's any bonus tracks because none of them are saying that they're bonus tracks um yeah so it just appears that last rights and then the live versions on top of that then i think it's like a remixed version or it's just the normal versions of the uh, other 14 songs gotcha so yeah the the new song is native son no no no. that's the uh that's just one of the things last rights is oh the, last rights i'm yes, sorry yes i was looking at the the highlighted one and as as we talked about a little bit last week um when we talked about mark tremonti is going to have new Tremonti coming out or at least that's the rumor that Mark Tremonti is one of these guys he's a workhorse he's a workhorse constantly, and this is before we didn't even realize Alter Bridge had stuff on the horizon yeah 
this game is a total surprise. It showed up on their on their social media the other day. And uh, so yeah, Last Rites is the single. We gave that a listen. It's a it's a strong Alter Bridge song. It's an alt- um yeah, it is. Uh, and and just like with every single thing that it releases, Mark Tremonti is really creeping up my favorite guitar players to listen to. His style of guitar playing is just I I, I really like it. I like his uh, that's why I like his solo stuff so much. But his stuff with Alter Bridge, I I try to play it all the time, and I'm just like, and he's like one of the few guys that. I look at it, and I'm like, oh, I forgot. You're Mark Tremonti. This is going to be uh, rather difficult. But yeah, this is a, a really good song. And it's just, Alter Bridge has uh, one of the most underrated underrated aspects of Alter Bridge, I think, is everyone focuses on how great of a singer Miles is. Not a lot of people realize how great of a guitar player Miles is. Miles is a fantastic guitar player. And so it's you get a really good dual guitar aspect with them. And so they work together really well. Then they're both incredible singers as well. Um, so you see them live, and they they do their cool. And that's why I'm excited for all these live tracks, is because seeing them live is a lot different. Because Mark doesn't do a lot of background vocals on the albums, but live he does, and he has a very distinct voice. So you can you can hear it a lot better. Yeah, he does have a distinct voice. I do like, and that's that's one thing. I mean, obviously he's a he's an amazing guitar player, but when he does his solo stuff and sings. It's got kind of a different sound, yeah. so I, I dig that as well. And it's just, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the pod before, but I know we've talked about it outside of it. They had a Mark Tremonti the entire time. How did Creed happen? <laughs> I wonder if, if a lot of their newer fans even realize that they used to be Creed. Yeah. And yeah, we, we talk about it all the time that you know you, Creed songs are, at least the ones that I remember, are kind of unlistenable. And, but yeah, it's, it's those same crack musicians except for Miles, obviously. Yeah. And, and there's a great video from an early, late 2000s, early 2000s, it's Creed era, um, Dallas Cowboys game where Creed's playing at halftime at this Cowboys game. And, um, you see like a young Mark Tremonti with Creed doing Mark I, Tremonti Creed things. And it's, I just, I just wonder if, if Scott Stapp was such a dominant, uh, creative force in the band that they they all just kind of had to do what he wanted to do which in my mind was basically just be watered down pearl jam but yeah obviously since they became alter bridge they're a they're a completely different band completely yeah and they're they have and i guess it's probably mark tremonti's band at this point you know yeah i mean him and yeah uh but those guys are all workhorses i mean alter bridge is constantly doing something and then Tremonti has his side project, and then yeah, Alt- and then Miles is is working nonstop. Yeah, Miles has his side project that you might know as Slash. And we, and we wondered if because when we talked about Tremonti having stuff coming out soon, if Miles would be going back into the studio and 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 doing some solo work. And there is rumors of that. Um, I'm searching it up here to see if I can find the exact um, stuff about it. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, and so in June, Miles said that his next album is pretty much done. I do remember him saying that it rocks a little harder. That's the exact quote than 2018's uh, Year of the Tiger, which is a great album if you've not listened to Year of the Tiger yet. Um, I don't know if it's the song or if the album as a whole is, is about... Uh, I know the song Year of the Tiger is about his relationship with his dad. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really, really good song. But that album as a whole is just Miles with an acoustic guitar and it's fantastic album um 
so yeah you mentioned that miles has his solo thing coming out yeah these guys stay busy so yeah this alter bridge album comes out again november 6th so we record here on the 4th and uh by the time this gets uploaded like i said it it, it should be that day or or the day after it looks yeah. for the new alter bridge it's called walk the sky 2.0 it's got 21 tracks on it so yeah lots of good listening from alter bridge coming down the pike so yeah i mean this the the focal points of this album are already out for us to talk about that is the single last rights but the rest of it's um stuff that you've heard before and a live album so it, it really is just the deluxe version of the uh of their 2019 album which is with a little bit more but uh i'm i i'm a big fan of live tracks uh devin townsend actually just released his live album uh late october and um not to go into it too much because it's all stuff that you've heard before it's just a live album but it's something i love listening to a live album top to bottom because it's you're basically like you're you have a concert in your pocket it's a it's a fun little experience yeah i like them too i i part of me kind of remembers back and they might still do this but i think the technology is better now to record live that they don't have to but live albums used to get a lot of studio help they would bring in the tracks from you know the tour the shows that they recorded and then re-record a lot of the stuff in the studio um notoriously kiss alive and kiss alive 2 are almost studio albums um now of course that's kiss but <laughs> that was kind of a common practice back then and i think it was it was it was a lot of a technology thing or they would a band would listen to the playback and you know maybe they were drunk that night or maybe you know the sound guy wasn't necessarily on the ball that night for whatever reason they weren't happy with the recording so they would touch it up with some live studio tricks. And as as you saw this summer when Major League Baseball was pumping in crowd noise to the broadcast, once you know that it kind of takes away yeah. from 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 so once once you know that a live track was kind of juiced up in the studio, it's like, eh, and just let me hear the regular song now. Yeah. But I mean, we, we go to enough live shows and, and we know that, you know, bands that, that can play live and, and sound great live, the technology is there that they can get a, a solid board recording now and, and have a, you know, a, a, a genuine live track, I believe. Yeah. So Miles' bandmate is, uh, has laid some new music on us as well. And I'm going to go a little bit out of order. Okay, that's fine. Because that transition was kind of cool. Cool little transition. So Slash. Slash. Has re-recorded the theme to the movie Love Story, which was a, a movie that came out in the 70s. And I believe it's a Henry Mancini. Harry, I can never remember that man's name. Great composer of, of movie themes. Henry Mancini. That movie came out... I don't know, 70, 1970, looks like. Starred Ali McGraw. Do you know that? I don't know what you're doing now. Well, uh, um, it's, it's over that's here. That's not it. No, no. Oh, I see what you're it's doing. It's on the side. But yeah, Slash has re-recorded the, the love theme, and it's an instrumental. And anyone who's seen Slash live knows that he likes to do the Godfather uh, theme as part of his solo. Yes. And, you know, Slash... Having grown up in L.A., having grown up around the, the movie scene, he probably 
has a great you know fondness for this movie and 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 the music that was in it so yeah it just seems like out of the blue he came up with this this recording he decided to do and looks like a one-off and slash was probably hanging around his home studio and goofing around and said hey might as well make this a, a single yeah um and it, and it it's, it just falls into that uh that category of things that are played by slash so they're fun to listen to yeah they are it's got that great slash tone i mean slash is slash so if you've ever heard his godfather theme you know think that guitar tone just and if, if once you hear the love story theme maybe not for the younger crowd but like i wouldn't have been able to to if i heard it on the radio i wouldn't have been able to tell you the name of it but i did recognize the the music i just you know didn't know what it was from but it's a, it's a very popular movie theme yeah but it looks like that's just kind of a a one-off thing doesn't look like it's part of an upcoming ep or anything like that yeah um but slash has also been busy with his boy tom morello yes who does have a new ep coming out how are we pronouncing this commandante commandante that's how that's how i'm pronouncing it looks like a five song ep coming out from tom morello the first song on this is voodoo child which you know the old Jimi hendrix tune i was i was i was very uh surprised to hear that it's just an instrumental yeah when we listened to it i was like oh you know tom morello's got you know he's not a great singer but he's got a distinct voice which i i think works and so I just kind of expected that he would start singing Voodoo Child, but he did not. He just kind of uh, incorporated that melody into the into the guitar. It was it was a cool listen though. Uh, Tom Morello is good at making music, as you are aware from all of the music he's made. <laughs> um, but and so the Voodoo Child, uh, we kind of just turned it on because we want to listen to that. And then we're like, oh, hey there song that also has slash on it um and i know it's become your favorite thing ever yeah it it really is my favorite current uh current rock song it's called interstate 80 and it's got tom morello with slash and tom morello sings on this one so if you've ever listened to the night watchman you know what tom sounds like when he sings yes but it does kind of have that cadence of street sweeper social club as well just that kind of that rhythm that that tom morello's got so Interstate 80, of course, is the main interstate that runs through Chicago, where Tom Morello is from. It runs just south of Chicago, I should say. But that, I, I don't know if Slash is on, it's, it kind of sounds like he's on the whole song. I, I know at the end, like the last minute of the song is, is those guys trading solos back and forth. So I, I assume he's on the entire song as well, but I can't be sure. But it's, it's worth it for the last minute of those guys trading off licks. Yeah um very and i i know you mentioned that uh tom posted a video on the internets and it was kind of like the guitar hero 3 themed because they were both in that game um and that game featured a lot of they like i think it was three guitar battles where you as the player take on tom morello then you take on slash then you take on the devil (laughs) um yeah see i was gonna let you talk about that because i didn't know how that game worked so the, the the little video he posted was it was like Tom Morello's guitar hero character, then Tom Morello, then Slash, then Slash's guitar hero character. It was like they were all kind of melded together in a in a little animation kind of thing. Let's see if I can um, uh, f- 
find it. In the game, were they ever on at the same time? I don't think so. So they, I don't think they ever dueled each other. I think you had, you might have had the option to play as one of them and duel the other, like replay the uh, the battle as uh, Tom Morello against Slash. But um, once you once you complete it, but the first time you do it as the whatever player you are, and then you 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 play it. But uh, I think that was just a cool little thing that they did because they were both in the game. They're like, oh, what if we uh, we do this? Um, but yeah, that that was a that was a recurring theme in Guitar Hero was um, in Guitar Hero Three at least was uh, those guitar battles because they were quite fun. In the the last one, when you pl- play against the devil, you play a, like a rockin' version of the devil went down to Georgia. It's a uh, it's a fun one. Who are some of the other guitar players you had to play in that game? Um, I think those are the only two. Uh, Zach real wasn't life. in that one. I felt like Zach. Was oh, in Zach's one in of one of them. I, I which one is he in? I don't think he's in three though. He might be in two. Gotcha. And then the rest of them are just like made up. Yeah, the rest of characters. them are made up. I'm gonna look that up real quick because now that you say that, I have like a very vague memory of him being in a Guitar Hero, but I'm not sure which one it is. But yeah, that EP came out actually October 30th, so it is out. It's a five-song EP from Tom Morello. It's called Comandante. Yeah. So he was in Guitar Hero World Tour, which was kind of uh, in the next-gen era whenever it was like the on the Wii and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it was a, l- a couple years after. All right. So next, we have brand new Rob Zombie. Yes. Again, nothing that was on my radar. I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, so he kind of, it was like a surprise little, like the week before, he was just like, new Rob Zombie music in seven right. days. And everyone was like, ooh, cool, okay. Um, this will be coming out March 12th, 2021, so a couple months down the road. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Yes, he just went into his random word <laughs> generator and came up with whatever he could. As but. he has done for his last couple of albums. In looking through these titles, it's the same, um, all of that stuff. So yeah, what we've heard so far just from the single <laughs> is The Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Perservation and Superstition. Yes. You know, it's a Rob Zombie song. It's a Rob Zombie song. He doesn't stray too far away from what works for The him. Rob Zombie formula. Right. Now, I've never seen Rob Zombie. I have seen you Rob have. Zombie. And you've seen Rob Zombie right there in the front. Yes. It is. Is it your feeling that you're watching a live show? Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. That's good to hear because a lot of times the, the, the big theatrical acts like that, there's just so much going on that they've got to have a little help, you know, with, with track. Yeah. Which I don't really even have, a, have an issue with um, because, they, like I said, they've, they've just got so much going on. Everybody uses some kind of track, you know, as, as great as Guns N' Roses is. Melissa's back there on the keyboards triggering strings and things like that. There's there's a pre-recorded aspect to almost every, you know, big show now. But, and, and you know, as many times as we've seen Ghost, I, I think that last time we saw them, I, I think there was some, quite a bit of, of, you know, pre-recorded stuff going on. But again, the big theatrical shows like that, I really don't fault them for that. I know I know Tobias can sit down with two of the ghouls and acoustic guitars and, and play and sound great. Yeah. I, I've always wondered that about Rob Zombie, though. Yeah, I mean, so uh, with, uh, with Rob, at least, the, I mean, the, the two parts that matter, like, I don't want to discount the rhythm section of Rob Zombie, but 
it's Rob Zombie and John Five. Yeah, right? and John Five is an amazing guitar player. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like these guys couldn't play. Yeah, and um, and they don't really have that much theatrical stuff going on as much as they just wear the Rob Zombie get up and gotcha. so have it's like a lot of a band. Yeah, they okay. have then they have a lot of just extra stuff on the stage. Like the mic stands are like vampire themed. And gotcha. There's maybe a big skull somewhere. And so you still feel like you're watching a live yeah, rock Yeah, but it, it's okay. a straight up, I think it's just... I just didn't know if there's a lot of like sound effects and I you know, monster don't think noises. So. And, no. Um, like John 5 goes out and he does his big guitar solo and then they play We're an American Band. <laughs> and yeah, it's, and I do like Rob Zombie. I don't mean to sound like I'm um, crapping on him at all. I was just, like I said, the, the big theatrical bands, they're, it's, it's logistics. I mean... I'll, I'll go back to a band that's even not that theatrical. I saw Rush in 1991. Rush, as you know, is a three-piece. And as you know, Getty's got a lot going on, not only as the bass player and the keyboard player, but he's got a bunch of pedals down there that he's triggering things. And my seats for that show had a partial view of backstage. And right behind the stage, this was in 1991, so it was pre-computer you know, computer stuff you know bands didn't have laptops on stage with them there was a giant um probably a one inch tape reel-to-reel machine that at certain times in the show would trigger on and off on and off so you know a great band like rush was was using a little pre-recorded stuff you know even in 1991 so you know, it, it's 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 part of the game. It's 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 not to make it sound like these bands are up there just yeah. lip syncing and you know being you know Britney Spears, but but yeah, so it's logistics that some of these shows. You, otherwise, you're going to have you know 30 musicians on stage, and that's not really possible either. So unless you're Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> so yeah, the Lunar Injection Kool Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. Yes, and somehow he squeezed 17 songs in a 42 minutes. 17 songs and something like 146 words yeah. in all of the titles. I mean, uh, every one of these titles. Is... Now that I say that, looking at some of these, uh, they are under a minute, which means that they're just uh, little interludes, and there's like five of those. So maybe it's just 12 songs, which makes more sense, but thought that was just that uh ratio was funny yeah this this first single the triumph of king freak i'm just going to call it that i'm not going to go into the rest of the title <laughs> the parentheses it does have that that just driving almost you know that white zombie driving rhythm that everybody got hooked on immediately with white zombie yeah and it it does kind of have that that feel i mean like i said rob's rob zombie's rob zombie you're not gonna suddenly get a an acoustic ballad out of him although they, there should be i think that'd be great <laughs> but but yeah, if you if you like White Zombie, if you like Rob Zombie, you'll you'll at least dig this this first single. Yeah. Um another thing that I, I do think is funny about all these titles that they they have a bunch of random little monsters that I've never heard of in their in their titles. Like uh The Head of Zed was the one that we were talking about earlier. Um it just made me laugh. I, I do like 18th century cannibals, excited excitable Morlocks and a one way ticket on the ghost train. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's you know it's it's just Rob Zombie. It's Rob Zombie, yeah. <laughs> There's good, yeah. And um, and Rob's Rob's acceptable whenever he does all this goofy stuff because he's just a goofy guy in in general. Yeah, he, he's a, he's a he's a fun guy. He loves his horror movies. He's a great film director too. 
he is he is fun though. All right, we done with Rob. I Zombie? think we're done with Rob Zombie. I didn't know if you had any more live questions about. I did Rob not. Zombie. I, I was just thinking, you know, there's been so much new music come out this year. I mean, and I don't know if it's been more than any other year. I don't know if it seems like more because we're doing this, or if because there's no live music to talk about. So it just seems like the releases are all we have to talk about. We haven't even gotten to talk about all of the releases that have been out this year. Yeah, including we have we have tons of of lesser known indie bands that we've become familiar with on on social media that I really want to get into. You know, kind of exposing some of their music. Haven't even had a chance because of all the 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 major stuff that's coming out. And we talked last night that you know Blackstone Cherry's got a new album out that we haven't even had a chance to to listen to, much less talk about. Um, that last Me and That Man album. Yeah, we were listening I, to that last night. Yeah, I think that came out in the last couple of months. Um, just tons and tons of, of music that's come out in 2020. And it seems to me that a lot of it just immediately falls off the radar. And, you know, we still listen to it. But because there's no touring or anything to kind of keep it alive, it seems like these albums come out and a month later, you've at least, you know, if, if you still listen to it, but but you're not seeing, you don't see it anymore on the social media. You don't hear it on the, we don't hear it on the radio anyway because of where we live. But, you know, it doesn't, think, think of all the artists that have put albums out this year. Avatar, Trivium, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, you know, Tool is going back to 2019, the end of that, but that album seemed to have come and went. Um you know, on and on and on. Just just so much new music has come out this year. And it almost seems like like that that Avatar album that came out in May and it seemed to just vanish right away. Yeah. because uh, uh that the Avatar album and the Trivium album both came out, right. I think, in that same general area. They and did and Lamb of God. Lamb of God, yeah, they're another one. And, and all these bands were going to go on big tours this year. And Trivium and Lamb of God were going to be on the same right, tour, right? And Avatar, were they going to be with Maiden this year, or is that just a next year thing? That um, I'm not sure about that. But but surely Avatar would have done a major, yeah. you know, world tour. And without that touring, I feel like that the they just they don't have they don't have anything else really to post about on social media. So it just seems like they they just vanish, like. That Avatar album only came out five, six months ago. We should be three singles deep into that. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's, yeah, it's just kind of gone. Yeah. Same, same with the Trivium album. It's just kind of gone. And both of those albums are by bands that I listen to rather frequently. And I even like sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a new album. And that Avatar album is absolutely awesome. I, like, oh, yeah, I, it's fantastic. Um, But like I'll find myself, I'll be like listening to... Uh, I'll turn on Hail to the Apocalypse, listen to that album, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, they had an album come out not too long ago. Turn yeah, on. and, you know, the the Ozzy album came out kind of, I don't know, February, March. Um, yeah, that just that just went right away. Tommy Lee released an album a month or two ago that wasn't just barely made a blip on the radar. I think it was a little bit more kind of hip-hoppy, you know, because Tommy's more into that when he's when he's on his own. But... Aside from an interview I heard with him on a podcast, it, it seems like that has has come and gone. Just all these all these major acts have put albums out this year, and and I, I know it's because of the lack of touring that 
it just it just doesn't keep it out there for people to to you know keep seeing and i and i do think that part of it's just by um like just by the nature of almost nothing happening for the last right. nine months or how long it been those nine months have gone by so fast this year has flown by which is weird because with with so little happening you would think it would just drag on but but yeah the, yeah, the, the last six seven months have have gone by in a dash it's like you 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 lose concept of time almost you're just like yeah. how are we in yeah and 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 i think that there's this huge glut of new music like you know one one week we'll be talking about three four or five new singles that have come out and then before we even get a chance to talk about the the next singles off of those albums there's five more new singles from from someone else to talk about so yeah just i and again i don't know if it's more music this year or if it just seems like it but man it just seems like there's all this new music that comes out and then just vanishes yeah it's 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 been there's cuz i do think that there's been a surplus of music released this year just because no one has anything to do and yeah. the lack of touring means that these bands got to go out there and do something to make something exactly which is yeah who knows who knows who knows how many of these albums and EPs and remix albums are the result of the pandemic? I mean, some of them might have been in the works already, but yeah, certainly it was a oh gosh, we need to we need to get some out something out there to make some money type thing. So speaking of more new music, Seven Dust has a new one out, so we'll take a short break, come out and talk about the brand new Seven Dust. And we are back on the way of rock podcast and i am jack and this is jeff we're going to be talking about the 2020 album from seven dust called blood and stone i'm going to start off by saying the album cover here is very very good um it appears to be blood and stones but a big pool of blood like a river of blood almost a lake of blood what came first the artwork or the the title (laughs) i would imagine uh the the title if i had to guess so this album's uh i i think this is a pretty cool album um how long we got we got a 50 minutes 13 songs so you can not quite your 45 minute block but a little bit a little bit longer uh get a good run out of it get a good run out of it um the the big thing that i've seen with this album since the clint lowry album and the clint lowry ep is that i think clint does a lot more singing than i realized um or maybe him and lejon just sound similar but it sounds like uh and i kind of learned like heard that when i was first listening to clint's albums like it sounds like i mean this sounds like seven dust's vocals so like i said it, it, he they could just sound alike but it sounds like uh well have you seen seven dust i've it's been a while but i have okay because I've, I've never seen them so i don't know what the dynamic is yeah live. it's been a long time since i've seen them gotcha yeah i dug this album a lot um the one thing and and this is a minor dig and honestly you could you could say this about any modern band anymore it's it's very produced and i i kind of i i sometimes the music loses me a little bit when i can like hear the edits and I don't mean to say that as they did a, a crappy job producing it, so you hear an audible edit. I just, I just kind of know where they cut and pasted and put something in, and I, I can, I can just almost hear it like, 
oh, they didn't sing that straight through. That was, you know, that was kind of done with a computer. And again, I don't, I don't fault them. That's just how music is produced now. That's, that's just the, the way it's done. And, and I know seven dust can play live. So it's, it's, I'm not pretending they're some manufactured computer band, but sometimes that takes me out of it when I can kind of hear the production. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, but then the the big thing that I, I really like with this album is I think that the the riffing, I think every song has a pretty pretty awesome riff in it. I think the guitar sounds pretty good, um, and that's kind of been. I mean that's that's what I've, I I kind of noticed listening to it, the uh, the entire way through. They're twenty. It was either twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Yeah, their tw- their last album in twenty fifteen, Kill the Flaw. I thought was a really really good album. That was kind of my introduction to Seven Dust. Uh, that was whenever that was like my first album, and I've gone back and I've familiarized myself a little bit more with them. But um, so I, I I had high hopes coming into this album. I think it's a very solid album. I do really like the very first song, "Dying to Live." I mean, I know that's the basic answer, but I think that's a, a pretty really uh, solid opening track to an album. Uh, and I think they are on some of the next year's uh festival runs i do believe that's true so um i mean i think basically at this point everyone's trying to get on the festival run because they lost this year but so yeah everyone's playing live next year no one's taking next summer off yeah and so we'll it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see if we're able to see them live somewhere because they are a fun band to see live i don't remember any of the specifics but i do remember that they are they are fun. They were at a festival that we went to, but we did go there after they had played. We didn't make it in time for mm. them. They were at the first rock fest we went to. Oh, really? They were on the they were on the main stage. Um, they played early that day. Then they played. They were they were only like a band or two, I think, because we showed up while Drowning Pool was playing the side stage. They played before Drowning Pool. Well, they they did, but they played on the main stage for whatever gotcha. that's worth. Okay. Um, so Drowning Pool, we showed up while they were kind of finishing up on the side stage. I think Seven Dust was the last band to play before them on the main stage. And they kind of have a connection to our area. Yes. Yeah, so, so I would think that they would have a pretty solid audience yes. in, the, in the Kansas City area. So I, because uh, they are from Atlanta officially, right. but I think now these days, LeJean is living in Kansas City and Clint's living in St. Louis. Gotcha. So they're yeah, because I think Lejean married a, a a woman from Kansas City. Yeah, and and Clint, I think he he settled down here. I'm I'm not entirely sure of the like seven just timeline. I don't know if um, Clint is uh, an original member or not, but I know he's living in St. Louis. So um, he and he and he does uh, he also does like other things. Like he toured with us see there a couple years ago. I remember seeing see there here, and they're like, oh, this is. He's from here, and I was like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from Seven Dust. How you doing, Clint?" But yeah, that's uh, that's Clint Lowry's lifestyle. But yeah, this is just it's um, it is just a Seven Dust album that it it it's it has its moments of being heavy. It has its moments of kind of slowing it down and just having a cool little southernish rock sound that they can bust out sometimes. It has cool riffs. It has a fun vocals because Lejean's crazy, and uh, they are a great live band. I I do want to see them live, and but yeah, my biggest thing to say about it is Clint Clint's guitar work is very well done. 
Nice. So Blood and Stone, it has been out for a couple of weeks. We're just now getting around to talking about it, but do check that out. And it looks like Foo Fighters are teasing some stuff. Ah, the Foo Fighters. So they're doing this marketing that, you know, everybody does now where they just start putting up billboards and stuff on their socials that like teases something. It doesn't say what it is. It just right now they're putting up a, an X everywhere and everybody's saying that, well, it's, it's, it'd be their 10th album and they're playing Saturday night live this weekend. So, and it's their 25th anniversary. So looks like Foo Fighters are getting ready to make a, a big splash. So we're probably going to see a brand new album from them. I would imagine if they've got new music out, go ahead and punch it up real quick and see if there is a single out. I doubt there is because we are in the middle of the week and new stuff usually drops on Fridays. Let me pull that up real quick. Um, so the last yep. thing was their EP from January. Gotcha. So yeah, they're they're rumored to have new stuff coming out. Um, again, they're they're just posting an X everywhere, which it's kind of the that marketing thing that started a few years ago, where a band will just put out like a a, a random picture or a tiny piece of their artwork or something, and you know some marketing genius somewhere figured out, oh, if we just create a buzz with this. I mean, that's what Deftones did. They just yeah, kind of... Yeah, that's re- what they did. Well, I remember Guns N' Roses did that be- when they reunited a few years ago. They just started it, it posting is, Guns N' Roses billboards It everywhere. is a popular little thing to do. Just So, yeah. It's it's a little annoying. It, it, I'd like it better if Foo Fighters just came out and said, hey, we got a new album out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just not how it's done now. I, I get it. See, and, I, and I come from the... Uh, the the video game side of things and a lot of video games do that too where they if something if there's a dlc coming or the next game's coming they'll just post something like that almost means nothing and but it's really cool watching the uh the communities of said things piece it together and figure it out gotcha so it, it it's it's not for everyone i i i agree that i would rather them just be like this is what's happening on this date right yada, yada. but at the same time it is kind of cool to watch all that unravel well, so. look for that. It's again, it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Foo Fighters, which is hard enough to believe, but looks like they're going to have new stuff coming out. They are playing Saturday Night Live. Looks like a good episode of Saturday Night Live. It's gonna be them and Dave Chappelle. Ooh. So that might be worth staying home or staying up on Saturday night and checking that out. I do like Dave Chappelle. We all do. All right. That's about gonna do it for this episode. You got anything else to pass along? I'm trying to think of uh of anything. I don't Again, we're gonna do. we're gonna give this new Blackstone Cherry a listen and hopefully get to that in another another episode or two. You're going back to university. Yes. So we'll be we'll be on Zoom the next couple of episodes. It'll it'll yeah it'll be one or two because I'm not yeah. gonna be back for super long. Then I right th- they're giving I, you the the extended holiday break. Yes. Because of coronavirus. Yes, they don't want people traveling. Right. Um, well, there's uh, there's nothing they can do about traveling over the winter, but they don't want people to keep traveling multiple times. So they. So yeah, we'll have we'll have a show or two come out over the Zoom, and then we'll be back to to this method. And by the time we get back to this method, we'll have a video aspect. We'll make it look pretty cool. I've got I've got a plan in place. I just couldn't get it implemented this week. Okay. So I'm sure our sponsors will be okay with that. <laughs> So do check us out on our socials. Go to It's the Way of Rock on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
Also, YouTube, you can find the, the videos that we do have up there on YouTube. Go to our website, itsthewayofrock.com, and you can listen to all of our episodes there. And you can also check out our Rock Crew t-shirts and some other designs we've got up there as well. Again, that's itsthewayofrock.com. If you do wish to buy a t-shirt, use the promo code TWOR and save yourself 15%. So thank you for listening. Thank you to Anchor.fm for being our sponsor. And that's about all. Take it easy.